and welcome back to another episode of Coming Up Winners, your favorite sports gambling podcast. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, joined as always by the esteemed Andrew Lynch, fresh off uh, cashing your WrestleMania parlays. Lynch, impressive as usual. Yeah, it's good to be the king, J-Mac. It was was an undefeated kind of weekend for me. Cashed both my Final Four bets, cashed all my WrestleMania bets. I mean, I'm 26 and 16 in this college basketball tournament. I'm pretty sure at this point I am the greatest college basketball expert on the planet who knows nothing about the sport. I am so proud of you. At least one of us is hitting college basketball picks. Folks, I have to apologize. This has been my worst tournament ever. Uh, And I was talking before the podcast with Lynch and producer Conrad, and I said, guys, my instincts have been entirely wrong almost this entire tournament. I mean, starting with the Sweet 16, uh, I'm in a bad way. Uh, so my instincts for the title game, which we'll get to, uh, were one way, and I'm going the opposite That's way. A, you got a Costanza in, right? Yes. Fade yourself. Yeah, right. Fade the internal public. So this will be a quick podcast. As always, remember, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, just going to tackle the title game tonight. Virginia, Texas Tech. How did we get here? Well, underdogs and unders were 2-0 and in the Final Four. Uh, Virginia... I don't I don't really know how to I don't know what to make of Virginia Auburn Lynch because with about 514 left about 514 Ty Jerome hit a three-pointer Virginia up 10 and I'm feeling good I'm feeling like all right Virginia's got this finally they're pulling away we got the cover as an Auburn backer I I walked out of the room I was like all right I'm gonna go play with my dog this one's over it felt over Auburn couldn't throw it in the ocean every three was missing Harper Browns just struggling and Virginia had the momentum. I mean, uh, Guy and Jerome had really taken over the game. And then Jerome gets that ticky-tack foul. Because momentum doesn't exist. <laughs> 70 feet from the basket, probably. Uh, it, it was weird because Jerome tried to post up Harper, and he's backing him down. Harper's definitely fouling him. No call. And Jerome just gets, right after that, gets called for a reach around. It was just garbage call. And I thought Tony Bennett made a horrible decision to bench his guy. Uh, Ty Jerome, leading scorer. I mean, uh, Ty Jerome was phenomenal against Auburn. I mean, a great game, rebounding, passing. He had 21-9-6, and six, okay? Led Virginia in all those categories. They put him on the bench, and Auburn, boom, boom, boom. Bryce Brown from deep, and we got a game. From there, I don't even know what to call the ending of that game. Neither uh, did the refs. It's great. <laughs> the missed double dribble in the backcourt, I did not see that. But with time. the simultaneous foul, right, as everyone yeah. continued to break down, they were very clearly going for a, a an intentional foul there. So that was kind of a weird situation it, on it, both counts. And I don't, again, we're dealing with college kids who are 20, 21 years old. Um, I got I to gotta flog the referees there for that. Now, they're looking for the foul, right? I mean, Bruce, uh, Bruce Pearl's yelling foul, foul, foul. Missing the double drop. I mean, that's ball game. There were a couple moments it should have been ball game. Kyle Guy doesn't hit that three with about seven seconds left. Uh, sorry, 17 seconds left. It looks like it's done. And then Harper, the Auburn point guard, had made 18 straight free throws. And he misses the second one. Uh, and the door was open. Kyle Guy makes the threes. Have you seen a better Final Four photo, Lynch, than the one of the Auburn player making the choke sign and Kyle Guy stepping to the free throw line? And then, of course... Kyle Guy came through. Every picture from an Arizona National Championship. But other than that, you're right. That was one of the greatest of all time. Sean Miller taking some uh, early barbs here. By the way, is he going to be the Arizona coach next season? 
when the season tips off for Arizona. I don't think so. No, but yeah, I would agree. I'll see if I can wager on that during the offseason. Uh, hopefully you can. So at any rate, Virginia prevails. They will meet Texas Tech. Um, Texas Tech, Michigan State was ugly as hell. I, I just, I did not personally like the game. Producer Conrad will tell you shortly why he loved it. Well, here's my hot take. As an NBA elitist who likes, you know, the offense-heavy professional version of the basketball, I loved it. Like, the defense, especially from Texas Tech, was just so superb. And, like, as an X's and O's guy, it, it reminded me of why I love the NFL in a weird way. That We talk about trenches games in football all the time. That was a trench game. Like, Texas Tech, they're... The way that they switch everything, but then also found a way to have the bigs just take Michigan State's bigs completely out of the game. All that baseline weak side help as like as an X's and O's basketball nerd, I really, really, really enjoyed that game. That's an interesting angle um, because I wonder, is it great defense? And according to Ken Palm, Texas Tech has the best half-court defense since Ken Palm's been around, which is staggering. Or is it just not great offense? There's not one player on Michigan State who, like a Zion Williamson, uh, like an R.J. Barrett, a John ja Morant, elite offensive players who can just break you down off the dribble, get to the rim. Well, there, there are so few of those in college basketball in general, if we're really, really being honest, right? And that's one of the reasons that as kind of a novice college basketball gambler, when I dove into the analytics and the numbers for this tournament, I was so invested in defense. Because if you do have an elite defense like Texas Tech that gets back, get set before the other team can get in transition or even in the secondary break in the case of like a UNC style offense, they get back, they stop you, they switch everything. Like unless you have one of literally a handful, maybe four or five players in all of college basketball, that elite defense is going to carry you through the tournament. We've seen it. Yeah. You're hundred percent right. When you look at Gonzaga, they don't have a wing who could really break you down and get to the rim and either get to the foul line or score. Uh, I don't consider Brandon Clark a wing. He he had a good game inside, as did Hachimura. But Michigan State just didn't have anybody. McQuaid's not breaking you down off the dribble. Uh, he could go to the rim a couple times, but he, they're not fouling him. He's not getting, refs aren't giving him a call. And I wonder, does Virginia have a player like that? Well, yeah, Kyle Guy's only 6'2", but Ty Jerome is going to have to be that guy. Now, Hunter... Uh, he's like a six-seven tweener, maybe, but I, I think he could be the guy. It'll be really interesting to see if Jarrett Culver defends Hunter of Virginia. Now I know you said the switch on everything. I did notice late in the Michigan State game. Um, you know, Cassius Winston's the money player. They put Culver. I don't know exclusively on him, but Culver was matched up and the length gave Cassius Winston a lot of problems. Sixteen points on sixteen shots. Now remember, he had twenty, ten, and one turnover against Duke. He had four turnovers and only two assists against that great defense. And that's why I'm really, really anxious to see how Virginia approaches this game from an offensive standpoint. It seemed like they ran, like they were pretty pick and roll heavy, I felt like, in the final four. Yeah. You can't run pick and roll against this Texas Tech defense from what I've seen. Again, I'm, I don't want to sit here and act like I've watched a ton of Texas Tech or even a ton of college basketball. But if just as a basketball guy, if you are running a pick and roll heavy offense against a team that is switching everything defensively, you're not going to get any good looks. But fortunately, I mean, Tony Bennett like goes back to his dad and Dick Bennett, right? With this like blocker motion. I don't even know what it's called offense. That is essentially running screens away from the ball, trying to get guys open, trying to get them ahead of steam and space. It's going to be really fascinating. If that's the Virginia offense that we see today or this evening, I think it's the Cavaliers, and so I think it's t- – let's stop beating around the bush. Right. Who you got tonight? Well, wait, wait. we got to talk about the line, first of all. This is a curious line to me, Lynch, is it not? 
Um, it seems short. How do you mean? Well, you know, Ken Palm sees it as Virginia by three. Okay. In the other, in the Michigan State Texas Tech game, Michigan State was favored by two. Okay. Virginia is now only favored by one, one and a half. Are you telling me Michigan State would be favored over Virginia? Is that what the line's saying? Because uh, this seems short to me. I'm no, surprised I believe it's not two and a half. The look-ahead line for Virginia-Michigan State, I believe, was Virginia minus one. Okay. So that's that's the discrepancy there. So but the look-ahead here was, I believe, three or three and a half. It was indeed. Okay, so now it's one, one and a half. Let's quickly try to talk the listener why we think that happened. My guess would be Texas Tech looked good. The underdog dominated Michigan State for large portions of that game, one by ten. Meanwhile, Virginia got lucky as hell again. Right? They are lucky to get by Purdue. They get lucky to get by Auburn with the three free throws late. So, is this Vegas saying we want you to bet on Texas Tech, but the value is on Virginia? I mean, I don't know if that's what Vegas wants, but that's certainly how I'm seeing this game. I mean, I think this is a very simple explanation. 57% of the tickets, 67% of the money on Texas Tech. Texas Tech is the very, very public side here. And Lynch, I've been, and I cannot say this enough. I've gone on lock it in. We did during the NFL season when the public was 70, 80%. We faded the public often. It worked. I'm here to tell you that has not worked in the college basketball NCAA tournament. It's been an abomination. The public can clean up. Now, I'm not bashing my buddy Clay Travis. He's on a roll. Uh, you know, he had Auburn, uh, he had Texas Tech. I've been, I've been fading the public, uh, Tennessee in the Sweet 16. Um, Virginia Tech was the public side. They covered. The public is having a run here. And my inclination, my first inclination was, I want Texas Tech. That was Saturday night. I, I don't see how Virginia scores. This defense is phenomenal. Mooney. Mooney. Friggin' Mooney had 22 points. I look, He looked like a guy who could play professionally overseas for 10 years. And then I said, well, Lynch, my instincts have been awful. No. 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 I'm going with Virginia. You are in full George Costanza mode, and I, I love listen, it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's all my head. Uh-oh, all producer Conrad, up. coming in hot. This stuff is in my head at this point. I, I, my instinct said Texas Tech, but I'm going to go with. And we've talked about, hold on. we talked about this during football, Lynch. When you have a process in the long haul, it will work. In the short, short term right here, two weeks, it has not worked for me. But I'm not going to get away from that. I'm going to go with Virginia, because the public side is Texas Tech, and I will take Virginia to win and cover. One. Am I getting one or one and a half? It's out of one at Westgate. Chop around. You're getting. You're still getting. Uh, it's one at Westgate. Um, if you are a Texas Tech better, you're still getting one and a half at certain yeah. places, such as Bet Online. Um, but great, I'm doomed because we're on the same side. Pro- yeah, producer about, Conrad, I was about though. to say, yeah, give me Texas Tech. If you guys, you guys are both on Virginia. I don't look at these <sighs> games. I mean, you got to think about it. Against Oregon, Purdue, and Auburn, they played with fire. They should have lost the last two for sure. Unless it was one of the best passes I've ever seen in college basketball game. <laughs> Next to Leitner, like we talked about last week, to knock it down to beat Purdue in overtime. Oregon didn't score one point in the final five minutes they played Virginia. Not one point. Lost by four. Auburn last weekend, game over. Kyle Guy took a three-pointer foul in the corner, plus another big-time three to even get that game to a what? A one-point victory? While Texas Tech has been cruising past some of the best five and zero against the spread in the tournament, and playing against some of the best defensive teams in college basketball, whatever Virginia can throw at Texas Tech defensively, Texas Tech has seen it and they beat it. So you have no concerns either of you about this Texas Tech offense. Again, Culver could do nothing 
offensively against Michigan. Oh, State. I do. Total I, non-factor. I mean, we're on the same side here. I'm on. I'm on. I'll. Just, I've got a parlay out plus two seventy three. Virginia minus one under one eighteen. Because I there's a legitimate chance. I know producer Conrad has laughed at me about this. It's not substantial, but there is a non-zero chance that this game goes under a hundred points. I, I'm with you on that. Uh, I'm, I'm not ju- saying it's substantial. Stop <laughs> looking at me like that. No, no. I'm just saying there is a. So you're saying there's a chance. No, there's yeah. a chance. Well, and to be clear, uh, I took Virginia, and at the same time, um, I. I've had a bad run here. I cashed out a little after NFL. I emptied the account because I'm so angry. You know, I have some... That's uh, good bankroll management. Master, no, no. I have some Masters futures. I have some NBA futures that will hit. So I'll be fine here shortly. But I have emptied the account on a teaser tonight. Are you ready for this? Because, again, when it's in oh your head, besides God. Virginia, I have a teaser. Uh, you like, emptied the bankroll on teaser. That, that might be my it's least favorite gambling sentence bucks. ever. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. A few hundred bucks. Do we just become uh, best friends? <laughs> Texas Tech plus seven under 124. I think that's what it is. Texas I don't hate Tech it. Plus seven under 124. So I'm hoping for a close game. Listen, this is how rough it was, guys. I had biggest lead in Michigan State, um, Texas Tech under 12 and a half. And, you know, tight game throughout. And then all of a sudden Michigan State goes cold. And they go, Texas Tech goes up 12. The kid Tillman has a layup, a friggin' point blank layup miss. Uh, and then, of course, Texas Tech misses, and Michigan State scores. It's at 10. I'm like, I'm in the clear. Friggin' Mooney comes down, buries the three. They go up 13. Biggest lead of the game. It was 12 and a half. That's the kind of luck I've been having. Um, and, of course, Michigan State gets close. By the way, I even in-game bet Michigan State when they were down, I think, five or seven. And I just, you could feel the momentum turning. No, and, folks, when McQuaid had that shot from the corner, down three with, like, two minutes left. I mean, that's his shot. That's what he does. McQuaid makes threes, especially for a corner three for a great shooter like that. And it, I think it rimmed out or missed long, whatever. And that was it. You know, and Culver took over down the stretch. Um, Conrad, do you – so you're on Texas Tech. What about the over-under? I mean, I don't know anybody playing the over except for – wait for it – the machine. We had the interview with the guy who created the machine. Uh, he thinks it's just 118 is too low. You have to take the over. Um, simply almost out of principle. By the way, the machine since the Sweet 16, 17 and 11. 17 and 11, way better than me. Congrats to the machine. And he listens to every podcast. He tells all his friends. All right, producer Conrad. Can I just say real quick, every time you say the machine, I think Sasha Vujicic. Anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was unaware of that. that was his nickname. Conrad, what do you got? Over, under, 118. 118, I like it. I do like the over in this game. I, I, I know it sounds crazy. I mean, both these teams, like I said, Texas Tech has seen everything that they're going to get thrown at them from Virginia. I know they both run the slow-paced stuff, but at the end of the day, I think both teams are going to be able to score. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure five minutes into the game when it's two to four, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a text from both you guys saying, yeah, how's that over looking? Yeah. But I think I would rather take the over than to make a bet that there would be less than 100 points in this game. Well, I mean, you know, if you think back to that UConn-Butler game, the worst basketball game on national television maybe ever, I think it was 53-41, to 41, a total of like 95 points, somewhere in that vicinity. And I'm going to be honest, I don't, I would not be shocked if it's the under four timeout and it's in the 40s here. I, I just don't see, other than somebody getting hot, and remember, Auburn didn't get hot from three until the end. I'm telling you, there's a big difference between, you mentioned Jared Culver having a bad game, and even Chris Beard alluded to it at halftime. They go, Jared Culver hasn't really scored in the first half. He's not really playing well. What's going on? He goes, Tom Izzo. That's what's going on. Tom Izzo is one of the best, if not the best, head coach at taking your best player 
out of his best plays. So in this case, I mean, I'm looking at it against Virginia. Virginia couldn't stop R.J. Barrett. They couldn't stop Zion. They had no game plan to the stop wing, the best yeah. player on other teams. I think Jared Colfer has a big game tonight, which is going to lead to me thinking he's going to win most outstanding Ooh, player. Oh, interesting. All right, so just to recap Culver, though, uh, versus Gonzaga, versus Michigan State, 8 of 29 shooting, 27%. Uh, he's good at getting in the lane. Good luck with that against the pack line defense. Um, Culver's an NBA player, but he, he hasn't looked like it the last two games. He's got that Jordan swag. I like his style, and he hit the big three late. Um, most outstanding player, Conrad, you're looking at the numbers. Culver is, I guess, the favorite for Texas Tech. Lynch, uh, make, please make sense of that to me. I, I don't understand. He was so bad against Sparty. Mooney, plus 400. I, I, what am I missing here? And, and Culver's plus 200. I, I legitimately don't know. Um, listen, I, I got to be honest here. I'm a system guy, I'm a, especially in a sport that I don't know that well. I could, even watching the tournament, watching all these games, I've made 42 bets this tournament. You know, I don't have a good handle on who these guys individually are. And I know how ridiculous that sounds, but no, like, no, I think it's, it's an indication that like often the analytics and the numbers can lead you to profitability. So I can't make sense of it for you because it's just not an area of expertise for me as a gambler. And I think that's okay. Listen, especially, you know, on the national championship game, there's not a ton of value tonight. I think the, the biggest indication of that, I took Virginia minus one and under 118 as a parlay got plus 273. Producer Conrad, if you take Texas Tech plus one and over 118, you are getting plus 273 on that parlay. It's the exact same price. Yeah. Like this is, there's not a ton of value here. There's not a ton of wiggle room. So I I don't know. I don't have an answer for you there. Producer Conrad? Uh, the reason that I see it, I think that Jared Culver has a much bigger upside in the championship game. I think that what he can do offensively and defensively when it comes to rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, can trump anything that Mooney can do. So he can affect the game a lot more than what Mooney can. Mooney has the ball in his hands a lot more. He can hit big-time shots. But if you look at it through the whole entire season, Mooney's only averaging 11.5 points a game. Yeah. Culver is Big 12 Player of the Year. He's a legit top-10 pick. I think more people would be inclined to vote for Colvert for most outstanding player. That That's a good way to look at it. My counter would be in a game that we, all three of us, think is going to be somewhere like 50-250, you know. Yeah, I, I think that. All right, fine. <laughs> Two of us think 50-250 in that vicinity. I, I just don't see anybody going off for a bunch of points here. But uh, three-pointers are the way to beat Virginia, right? Carson Edwards had 42, hit 10 threes. Brown was able to lead the comeback with a bunch of threes. R.J. Barrett, as you said, had, I believe, six threes against Virginia. And I, I would trust Mooney shooting the three more than Culver, who I think Culver could go into create mode. I saw an over-under for him in the final game of three-and-a-half assists. You know, if you look at it closely, he's actually a pretty good passer. This is a guy, I believe, who had six games this season over six assists so he can create and and i think that's an option for him i i will stick with mooney plus 400 most outstanding player i saw him plus 750 uh at another site the fanduel sportsbook i mean for a guy who just was incredible and i think 20 points does it tonight Plus 400, plus 750 for Mooney, I think would be great. What other player props are, 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 should we discuss, Conrad? Uh, to be honest, I, mean, I think Kyle Guy. Kyle Guy hit two of the biggest shots in the Final Four. He's plus 400 as well. And this is where I think, I think between Mooney and Kyle Guy is obviously where you get the most value here because I think either one of these two will probably end up being most outstanding player. Mm -hmm. If their team wins, they both have a solid game. I mean, they're both kind of the rock as their point guard. They hit the big shots. 
that's what the, that's what they're known for. So I think those are the two most valuable players to look at. And and I don't know how close you guys have watched Guy. He really struggled in the first two rounds against uh, Gardner Webb, two of eight, Oklahoma, two of fifteen, Oregon, four of fifteen, but against Purdue, twenty five, and then fifteen against Auburn. I I my first inclination, and again, Lynch, feel free to laugh. My first inclination was. Kyle Guy, over 14 and a half. All I heard is that The Rock is going to be on the court. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's The Rock, right? Wrestling, so The Rock's going to be there. Wrestling Laying the smackdown. Uh, I, I guess I would lean me under 14 and a half on Kyle Guy. Ty Jerome is an NBA guy. I had him as a first-round pick in a mock draft I did for Fox Sports. I like his game, man. Six foot five, good mid-range jumper, good three-point shooter, does a little bit of everything. I'll lean to the under on Kyle Guy, actually. No, he, he plays really ugly. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is that he's very Guy productive. Guy or Jerome? Oh, Jerome. I'm Jerome, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, Jerome plays very ugly. It's like the other night. I think you even tweeted about it where he kind of had like that. Uh, oh, it, was a, it was a real ugly shot that just died and went in the hoop. Grant Hill was like, what a great shot. I'm like, what the it, fuck but are you it, talking yeah, about? Yeah, but it was funny because I think on Twitter you were like, what is he talking about? How is this a real thing? And watching a ton of Virginia this year, that is his, that's game. his game. He makes two or three of those a game where you're like, that's not going in. Okay. And then it goes in. If Jarrett Culver's on him. Now, do you think in the switching, you think Culver will try to be focused on Hunter more? I think Culver will be focused on Because I think if they shut down Hunter completely, Completely, then that leaves a lot less offensive options for the team because Hunter is kind of their guy, him and Guy, when it comes down to the final 10 seconds in the shot clock, which I'm sure you'll see plenty of time tonight, seven, eight seconds left in the shot clock with shots. Yeah. That's who they look to go to because I, in this situation, Hunter's the only guy on that offense that can actually yeah. create his own shot. How about this one? How about this stat that not only is Texas Tech 5-0 and against the spread, they're winning NCAA tournament games by an average of 14 points. They have now beaten Chris Beard. They beat Tom Izzo, Mark Few, and John Beeline handily. I mean, Chris Beard is establishing himself. We said he was the top six coach in the country. I think I did last podcast. I mean, I don't know who's going to be better than this guy. This is one of the great runs, and it's really underappreciated because it's so damn ugly. It's a, I got a great Chris Beard, a couple of great Chris Beard stats for you here that I think you're really going to love because they point to live in-game betting, Dude. our favorite. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We okay. might have the same numbers here. But courtesy of our friends at the Action Network, Chris Beard's Texas Tech team, 9-0 and against the spread in second halves in NCAA tournament games. They're covering by 7.9 points. 9-0? and 9-0 in the second so half. So when it comes to adjustments at halftime. Chris Beard is the man. Now, that's it. Because they were trailing Gonzaga at the half. I remember that. Michigan could do nothing either half. All of his teams wow. in the second that. half versus non-conference opponents, 33-8-1 against the spread. An 80.5% cover rate. And if you limit that to just on the road or neutral court games, 24-4. 85.2% cover rate. Yeah, I think one big thing. I, I know we keep talking about the defense in this. Virginia has not seen a defense like this all season, where Texas Tech has seen very, very tough man-to-man defenses. And this is why I think Texas Tech is going to put the clamps on tonight, and why the under, I'm sure, will be in very much so in play, but I don't think Virginia is going to be ready for this switch defense. So, okay, this is this is interesting. When you look at the Beard's second-half numbers, I kind of like first-half unders, you know, teams come out tight, national title game, all eyes on the... You know, there's no NBA games tonight because they want to highlight the NCAA tournament title game. Um, I would think first half under, but then Texas Tech, whatever the line is. I mean, if, if listen, if Virginia's leading at the half, I'm going to have to pound Texas Tech second half. Yeah, I agree. I mean, a money line might even be in play at that point. Wow. If you're, I mean, if, yeah, if, if Tech, 
is if it looks like this is still a game and Tech is down getting somewhere close to, to pl- plus 200 on a money line at halftime, I think there is going to be serious value there. Uh, one quick final note. So Conrad and I were kind of divided on Cassius Winston. Uh, Lynch, I'm going to toss it to you. You were not in the room when we discussed this. Michigan State point guard, six feet tall, Big Ten player of the year. Really struggled uh, against Texas Tech, 4 of 16, 16 points, but not a great game. What, what, what do you think he does? Do you think he returns to school? Do you think he's an NBA first-round pick? Who's an NBA comp? Again, Cassius Winston, uh, go for it. And then Conrad will chime in because he's got a shocking one. Oh, man. Uh, I think you have to – you put the feelers out. You have to investigate – where you might land in the draft, but I think he probably comes back. I really don't know. That, I would that would be my lean. Now C- Conrad has a, almost a hot take on Cassius. Is it hot? It's it's, it's not warm. It's not hot at all. I've watched this kid play so much basketball the past couple years, and he is an absolute pit bull on offense and defense. You won't find anyone tougher than Cassius Winston in college basketball when it comes to mental and physical preparation, and that's why I think he'll be end of the first round draft pick. I think that he has a Kyle Lowry comparison. Whoa. The way that he handles and runs offenses, the way that he can run a screen and roll, I mean he really is a, a magician when it comes to the basketball and how he can make shots around the rim while finding his teammates and getting them wide open opportunities. Now that's a, okay, Kyle Lowry is an interesting comp. I had a guy tweet at me he reminds Cassius Winston reminds me of Chris Paul which is just insan- insanity <laughs> because they're both human Chris beings Paul like, like a top <laughs> Chris oh. Paul's a top no not at all both so, breathe oxygen so they're the same <laughs> Kyle Lowry okay uh, you're right first round pick for Kyle Lowry but when he got to the league he really struggled to find a good fit in Memphis he ended up becoming a five time all-star after his first two stops in the league it took him six years it looks like between Memphis and Houston before he got to Toronto and started to become like an all-star player. So is that is that Cassius Winston's route? Personally, I'm with Lynch. I think he's got to come back. I, 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 I don't want to sound negative here. I think he's. I don't know that he's an NBA player. I mean, I think. Listen, I think if you get a first round promise or something close oh, to it, you yeah. go. You go. I mean, I think like the NCAA tournament is really, really good for. I'm going to use the word inflating, and I don't mean that in necessarily a very critical sense, but for inflating a guy's draft stock. There's no question about that. I just don't. He has nothing to gain by coming back to Michigan State. I that's mean, to make that, another run. I, he's an All American, Big Ten Player of the Year. Tom Izzo is one of the best coaches when he looks at his kids that have talent to be NBA talent and say, hey. You've done all you can do here. Now go get yours. Mm-hmm. So they'll, this Michigan State team, if Cassius Winston returns, no Kenny Goins, he's a senior, no McQuaid, but Josh Langford will be back from injury. We know he's a huge player. Uh, Ahern's obviously was a, a rotation guy. I like the big kid, Xavier Tillman. But the real reason Michigan State fans want to get excited if Winston returns, they got a recruit coming in by the name of Mark Watts. His nickname is The Rocket. Uh, Have you ever seen his Instagram stuff? And this is weird because you get into watching these players on Instagram in high school. This dude, Watts, is ridiculous. He's like a 6'3 shooting guard, dunking machine. You're telling me a Winston-Watts backcourt with some of these big role players, Tom Izzo, I don't know. I see a potential another Final Four run if what if Winston comes back. But 
I, you seem to think he's gone, or you think he's... I, I think he is. I don't think there's anywhere else to go for him. I mean, there's no way he's going to have a better season than this year, and what, if he comes back, gets injured next year, and then his NBA career is basically shy, he's not going to get drafted then. I think some team at the end of the first round will look at this kid, look how like composed and put together he is in totality, and say, you know what, I'm going to take a waiver on this kid. Um, last note, speaking of guys who are going to come back, Trey Jones, the Duke point guard. Sounds like he's coming back on Instagram, which is a bit shocking. His brother went pro after one year. Uh, we know R.J. Barrett and Zion are obviously gone. By the way, uh, Cam Reddish, I think, was hanging out with Rich Paul uh, at a Laker game in the front row. Uh, very interesting if uh, no, sorry, Rich now, Paul gets in the, uh, in the Zion business. Now all I can think about is the Warriors taking Cassius at 28. I actually had in the mock draft... Ty Jerome going to the Warriors. Uh, fundamentally sound. Guard does a little bit of everything. Uh, all right, we're off the gambling track here. Uh, all right, so that should do it for the final four. I got to be honest. I'm a huge March Madness fan, and oh, I, I can't I, wait for this friggin' I, tournament to be I have over. a couple I, props for struggling. you guys first. A couple props for you guys. Okay, I'm going to throw them out. I'll, I'll let you guys fire them because I think these are all solid props to play on the game tonight. Total points in the game, Matt Mooney, 11 and a half. Over. I don't even have to think twice. I don't know who their second scorer is if Culver can't get it done. David Moretti? Uh, the kid, there was a kid off the bench, uh, number one, who had a solid game. But I, if Moody doesn't score over that, they're going to definitely lose the game. Lynch? Yeah, I think he scores at least a third of their total points. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm Listen, I, I said this before the podcast. I, As someone who has Virginia minus one and under 118, this game is absolutely going to be... 59 to 57 going into the last possession. Right. 100% chance. Wow. Next yeah. one up, total three-pointers made in the game by t- by both teams, 13 and a half. Under. Uh, under as well. I just don't see the points, Conrad. As soon as, you started sa- as soon as you started saying that, I was like six and a half in my brain. So, so. so Texas Tech will go like six for 25, and Virginia will be like six for 19. Right? That, could, that sounds reasonable because the number is what, 13 and a half? 13 and a half. Last game they would have combined for 16 total if they would have played against each other. I'll go under. Okay, under on both those. All right, so we have unanimous on both of them. He's so Total made three-point shots. Kyle Guy, three. Push. Push? Push. Gosh, I want to steal your push. I like that. I didn't even know there was an option for us here. I think I outside will push the box. as well because I had him under 14 and a half or under 15, so that's about you know nine, so I'll go with the push as well. Well, hopefully all three of those are winners then. All unanimous. All right, so we will obviously post this. Maybe you could uh, embarrass me by posting all the prop picks and everything because I'm obviously going to go one for six tonight. Um, Folks, I am the biggest March Madness fan. I love college basketball, and this tournament has hurt me so bad. Just gut punch after gut punch. The ones Uh, we love the most always do. This is shocking. Um, I made a bunch of random futures plays. And I bet will a num- how many will a number one seed win the tournament? I said yes, but then will a number three seed win the tournament? Uh, a little bit longer odds than I said yes. So one of those two futures will hit. So obviously I'm not done gambling uh, just because I emptied the account on this game. But uh, Master Stuff Thursday Lynch and the NBA yes! playoffs. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I can get caught up betting every night in the NBA playoffs. Just a little bit here and there. Can or will? Can I don't know that I will. Uh, let's see how Monday goes first. But uh, NBA playoffs, uh, I haven't looked really closely at the at the matchups yet. But I know the Orlando Magic are in the NBA playoffs. Uh, whatever the odds on, will they get swept? I will take yes. Yes. I mean, without quite, will they lose a game by less than ten points? I don't know. Oh my gosh, they're the seven seed. 
The Pistons, oh, poor Blake Griffin has fallen to eight. You know, the Pistons could take a game off the Bucks. I would give the Pistons a better chance to win a game than the Orlando Magic against Toronto. Actually, the Magic... Yeah, and I could land a punch against Deontay Wilder. That's, no, that, that cannot happen. Deontay Wilder is a massive human being. Exactly. Brooklyn, They're not going to take it anyway. Brooklyn Nets against the Sixers. I could see the Nets winning a game in that series. And then Celtics... Pacers. Save it for Thursday, my friend. Yes, yes, Save okay. it for Thursday. Let me just quickly say, I would love for the Oklahoma City... Thunder, who are currently six by half a game to fall to the eighth seed. I just want Kevin Durant and Steph Curry to dust Paul George for not coming to the Lakers and Russell Westbrook. And yeah, listen to this and go ahead and put it on Twitter and tweet it at me because I know you're going to do it. The haters, they're always in the house. All right, for Andrew Lynch. Geez, that was a yeah, that, that fiery guy. ending. Uh, for producer Conrad, Andrew Lynch. This wraps up a phenomenal college basketball season. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review. We're going all off-season, folks. The entire off-season, we will be here, ready to party. We'll talk to you on Thursday.